Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. How ready are we for the future, especially when it comes to different aspects of technology, self-driving cars, the future of mobility, the future of education, the future of everything in the tech sector. Well, when we look at the global index, when we look at the rankings of all the different countries around the world, the UAE actually is the first on the Arab world when it comes to future readiness, and it took the third place worldwide. So globally, the UAE is third on the rank when it comes to being ready for the future. Yes, and they are among 27 emerging global economies, according to the Future Readiness Index survey. And the UAE what did rank 23rd out of 123 countries. Now, we do know that the UAE's high performance does reflect the vision of the country's leadership to prepare for the future and embrace innovation as the cornerstone of comprehensive development. Now, we know that the UAE has been accelerating at a, mashallah, very high rate when it came to technology and innovation. In the past two years, we've looked at so many initiatives, whether it's regarding to the government sector, the space sector. And you know what, Omnia? Mm-hmm. I found out recently that you can now change ownership of vehicles online through an app, wow. right? So let's say, Omnia, you want to buy my car. So instead of me and you going to the RTA, yeah. I'll have the app. I'll take your ID and license, and I'll put the car in your name after you give me money. That is amazing. Everything has become digitized, whether it is buying groceries, whether it is changing your car license, um, updating or renewing your car vehicle registration. You name it, the UAE has definitely been accelerating when it comes to being ready for the future. Now, this report that came out actually ranked all of the countries in the world. We were looking at about 123 countries, and it actually showcased that the Emirates stood three. Singapore claimed the first spot on that index, and the UAE's high performance definitely showcases how the UAE's leadership has definitely been focusing on preparing this country for the future, embracing the innovation, and and it actually focused on 15 sub-pillars. So mm-hmm. they were looking at the government competence, competencies. So how are how able are they to prepare for the future? How able are they to adjust and adapt? How able are they to embrace the digital transformation that the whole world is going through? Mm-hmm. And also, how are they able to attract talent when it comes to research and development? And we've seen so many countries, so many projects that have actually taken the UAE as a home for them to kind of kickstart their projects. And one of the biggest is actually the Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park. They have definitely been a big hub for many tech companies worldwide to come and invest right here in the UAE. Yes, I mean, the UAE has taken the world by a storm when it did come to innovation, you know, real estate. The UAE, mashallah, you know, we've seen it top the ranks in literally everything. I mean, at one point in time, Abu Dhabi, the capital of the UAE, was deemed one of the safest, if not the safest, city to live in in the world so when i'm looking at these rankings right i'm not really surprised because i can look at the technology and the innovation being done number one by the government and number two by the people i'm not talking only about locals even residents as well they have been accelerating when it did come to technology and we have you know the best of both worlds when it does come to the uae in general let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about drone transport right here in the UAE for the healthcare sector. Pulse95.
daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The next, the next time you need Panadol or some form of medication, you you may not even need to go to any of the delivery apps to get it delivered. You may just get a drone dropping it off for you. Um, this may be a bit or may seem like it's a bit too far-fetched or too... You know, fast forward into the future, but it's actually a reality right here in the UAE. It's more specifically in the capital of the UAE, Abu Dhabi, because they are actually, there's one company that is launching a drone transport for the healthcare sector. I feel like this is going to be saving the lives of so many. Yes, I mean, a lot of people have, you know, uh, resorted to using online delivery services for, you know, groceries, food, and recently, uh, you know, uh, pharmacies as well have been incorporating, you know, for let's say, for example, Talabat and Deliveroo to, yep. t- to bring them their medications or even, you know, over-the-counter uh, painkillers. Pain for example, me, I've used, used it a lot of times. I remember at one time at 2 a.m., I had yeah. a horrible, horrible heartburn. Mm. And uh, I ordered, uh, what's it called? Um, I ordered a pill yeah. or whatever. You know, it's a tablet. You eat it. And within three or four minutes after I ordered it, it was already at my house. So that imagine that is with a delivery driver. And now we're talking about drones. Now, this new venture actually does aim to become a unique transportation company, which does specialize in using the latest drone technologies. Now, we're talking about Skygo, and it is a disruptive technology company that does provide logistics and supply chain solutions by drones. Now, this isn't the first time that we've heard about drones being used to deliver goods and services. For example, I remember if we go back to 2016, Amazon wanted to use drones, you know, for that last mile delivery uh, in Japan and China. We were talking about drones delivering to you pizza. But right here in the UAE, we're using it for better things, (laughs) which is, you know, delivering medical supplies to those who need it. Now, let's say, for example... I am a 70-year-old elderly man, and I'm not able to, you know, go down and get, and I live in a building. Mm-hmm. A drone can be, you know, flew, fly up to my to my balcony, and I can get whatever I want and go about my day, and I won't have to move as much because obviously I'm an old man, and I'm <laughs> tired, and I'm, I have the problems, and I need my medications. <laughs> so I'm looking at, at this initiative being, you know, groundbreaking because I do believe, right, that this is the first of its technology in the Arab world. I definitely agree with you on that one. So this company has actually already been planning its stations where it's going to have drop-off stations. So there are about 40 stations that are scattered all over Abu Dhabi and soon enough it's going to be all over the UAE and they're planning to begin operating starting from next year. So this new venture is basically going to become one of the latest drone technologies that are currently used when it comes to the healthcare sector and the way it functions is actually very simple so we've all seen drones you know drones that film uh, there are many drones that you know you can attach cameras to it and you get beautiful beautiful aerial shots this one though it can actually transport the medication so uh, when it comes to rural areas let's say areas where you may not have uh, easy access through a car or through a van you can basically get all the medication attached to it and just transport it with a drone it's also easily propelled so it uses different technologies to make sure that uh, this drone is very effective in its nature it cuts down on delivery time and also with a lot of medications even i'm not sure if you know but a lot of vaccines 
uh, when the vac- when the COVID-19 vaccines were were first made. Rolled out, yes. Yeah, the big struggle was not with the vaccine itself, but rather with transporting it fast enough and making sure that it's not ruined on and during its journey to whatever country you're sending it to. Yeah, a lot of, you know, rural areas and, you know, we talked about developing countries having this problem transporting the vaccine and a lot of drones were used to transport, uh, you know, those vaccines safely and comfortably. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Would you like a vaccine or medication in general to be, you know, delivered to you via drone or you like the old-fashioned? Now, Talabat has become old-fashioned, you know, <laughs> delivery drivers. We're taking a short break, and when we come back, we got a lot in store for you guys. But 10,000 hours. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Do you know sign, sign language? I was just going to ask. Did you ever learn any form of sign language back in school? You studied in the U.S. Yes, but I uh, never learned sign language because, uh, you know, I can speak. And uh, people who... So, even if you can speak, yeah, they you learn te- it. They don't, they don't teach you it. Really? Yeah, why would they teach you sign language? I don't know. I heard a lot of com- uh, companies, a lot of schools actually never. taught American sign language. I mean, if you had that problem... You know, they would give you it, but mm. you know, in you, general, in general, I mean, because because you are then uh, categorized to a specific class. You know, where a lot of people have, you know, they used to call it um, uh, something regarding speech. Okay, let's do a fun little exercise. You know how you can spell your name in sign language? It's a lot easier than you think. Can you spell your name? I'm gonna spell your name. I just looked it up. So okay. it's two fingers. So okay. Like, that's the H. That's the A. Oh, it's very easy. Then the N is... Oh, the N is complicated. <laughs> looks like a bunny. And then the Y is this. Yeah. This? This one. Yeah, to say my name, it mm. took you a good 40 seconds. Yeah, but if you... Imagine, imagine if you want to have a full-on conversation, it would be like... Yeah, that's basically how American Sign Language works. But with Snapchat, you don't even need to learn American Sign Language. It can do it for you. Yes, now to mark the International Week of the Deaf, Snapchat has created custom stickers and three AR lenses to encourage users to fingerspell. Now, the new features were designed by incorporating feedback and guidance from deaf individuals and hard-of-hearing employees that do work at Amazon, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And they do use AI and computer vision technology, which uh, was developed actually by a Hungarian startup called SignAll, which does focus on technology for deaf people. Now, I love this. I'll tell you why. Because deaf people, you know, they can read, actually. They can read, you know, normal, you know, words and and they can write. But, uh, you know, sometimes, let's say, if you're watching an influencer, Mm -hmm. right, and you know they they, they they vlog and they speak and they and they there's no subtitles. What do you need? You need sign language. So you know we're down catering in technology, and you know we see it on newscasts all the time. If it's a big news station, you'll see on the you know the right hand or left hand corner a man or a woman you who's know interpreting who's interpreting those. whatever you know said uh, news presenter or anchor is saying. So to, in, to involve this type of technology using AR and machine learning, mm-hmm. I do believe that this is a great initiative by Snap. And we don't see a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm going to say a big word, 
great things come out of Snapchat. Most of the time, it's used, you know, for maskara, for jokes. True. Um, what's interesting about this is it's actually spreading more awareness about sign language. So, for those of you who don't know, American Sign Language is actually the fifth most used language and most spoken language around the world. And the reason why I believe we should all, you know, kind of at least learn a couple of things in sign language is because it's not you who is making the person in front of you more comfortable. But rather you actually entering that the world of those who are around you, especially those who are deaf, uh, who are hard of hearing. They have a lot to say. They have a lot to offer. And they know exactly what they want to say. It's just us who don't, don't know how to understand them. So this new AR lens, the augmented reality lens that Snapchat is launching, is at least going to teach every single one of us to know exactly how to spell our name in sign language, just like I did right now with Hani. It'll also teach you common words like love, like hug, like smile, hi, bye. You'll know exactly how to say them in uh, American Sign Language. And you can even capture and share those experiences with other people and other friends you know in chat. Yes, let us know your guys' thoughts. If you're going to be using these snap lenses or you know someone who suffers from hearing impairment and if this would cater to them and make their life a lot easier. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot for you in this segment. Number one, we're talking about good gadgets that could save you a lot of time, especially when it does come to those hefty wires that and you have space. all around your desk and space. But ladies and gentlemen, we have an announcement that is happening right here in Sharjah. And we're talking about the International Government Communication Forum 2021. And how it is set to take place next week on the 26th and 27th of September. Now, for those who don't know, the IG, IGCF will bring together senior government officials and leading communication experts from around the world to be gathered right here in Sharjah. Yes, indeed. At the Expo Center, we're looking to basically have this event discuss the different ways that the UAE's government has actually been tackling times of crisis, more particularly the COVID-19 pandemic. It was a tough time for everyone, and nonetheless, journalists were actually suffering quite a lot. So we're going to be hearing from big names, one of them being former British Prime Minister Tony Blair. His press secretary, Alastair Campbell, will actually be holding a workshop on crisis management strategies. He will be sharing his personal experience and basically some insights on what he did to be able to navigate the unexpected situation that the world was struggling through. Yes, and one of my most favorite things that will be talked about at the International Government Communication Forum is false news and challenges that were faced by media professionals in times of crisis. And we do know that, you know, fake news and, you know, news that wasn't true, been spreading all over online and social media was one of the main issues of 2020, 2019 and 2021. And ladies and gentlemen, we have our very own Morning Majlis team from Pulse95 going to be there live covering the event and having, you know, these senior government officials on the air with them throughout, you know, the, the, the two days of the event. So if you're not able to go to the event, do tune in to Pulse95 to listen to all of what's happening so you don't miss any important topics. But speaking about important things, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about IKEA's new $40 wireless charging pad and how it can mount underneath your desk or table 
saving you a lot of space and a lot of wires. Yes, indeed. If anyone knows me, they would know. I am big on OCD. <laughs> um, I hate clutter. I hate things looking cluttered. So this charging pad is actually a dream come true because a lot of the times, you know, you'd be working on your desk and you, you're just thinking to yourself, if only I could charge my phone right now without necessarily having to get up and get the wire or even have the wire clutter up my desk, IKEA has got a gadget for all of us. It is what I would like to call the invisible charging pad because the charging pad known as Siomarque, if I'm not mistaken pronouncing it, um, it's basically a charging pad that would be magnetically attached to your desk and it would basically work with pretty much any and every desk or table that you own but it can basically charge your phone without having to be on top of your desk so it has a double-sided tape and end or edge that just attaches to your desk and will charge your phone no matter what type of phone you have yeah it does install underneath your desk and then it's held in place just like omnia said by a double-sided tape that is included but you need to have something on your table that is made out of wood or you know plastic so it does not block that magnetic field that normal metals do have mm -hmm. now once you install the pad plug it in with the six foot power cable so we're talking about a pretty long power cable and then mark the charging point on your table with the included x shaped sticker you're ready to charge your phone or any other device now, for $40, this might actually be an attractive option for, for, for people mm -hmm. who don't want to mess up their decor with, you know, those uh, those tacky pads, you know, those wireless pads. And I've seen a lot of people do de, uh, do-it-yourself uh, DIYs on, uh, on social media, you know, actually... Uh, putting it in boxes. Not putting it in boxes. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, grinding the table or, you know, making a hole what? in the table, putting the said pad inside... And then, you know, covering it up with another piece of... They do a lot of things. Wow. And, you know, some of them would make big holes in wire placement. Some people are very big mm. on wire management when it does come to their desktop and home setups. I feel like it's an amazing, amazing, you know, uh, thing because you could just put it right there, charge it, boom, bam, bam, done. <laughs> right? And it's the little things that make all the big difference because... You know, just a they always tell you a clear space or a clean space equates to a clean mind. And that's exactly what IKEA is planning to do with this new charging pad. Um, for those of you who are worried about maybe the charger overheating, um, issues with the temperature increasing or not being able to monitor the power, don't you worry because this wireless charging pad has been more specifically designed to work against, as we mentioned, wood and plastic surfaces. So there is no fear of it overheating. All the technology is embedded within it to make sure that it is very, very safe for use. Yes, I'm getting a shopping fever right now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and I might just get my hands on one of those chargers. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Before we start the story, I want to give my deepest, what was the word? Condolence? Condolences. Condolences to your Kindle that is residing in the back seat of your car. Not anymore. Not anymore. Did it die? It didn't die. <laughs> okay. It's one of the most reliable gadgets that I ever bought. I knew this was coming. So talk to us about the battery life of your Kindle. All right. So uh, around a year ago during Amazon sale, I bought a Kindle with the cover and everything for around 150 dirhams. 
And, you know, I used it for quite a while. I used Why to, do you sound so sad? <laughs> no, I'm being, I, it's, it's, it's coming to you. Okay. Right? I used it for quite a while. And, mm. you know, I was using it mostly in the gym when I was on the treadmill. It was nice, quick, and easy. Great battery life. I used to charge it once every 14 days around that time. And then, you know, one day I put it in my trunk because I had people coming into my car to sit. And then I forgot about it for around four months. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, the, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was getting back again into reading because me and reading is kind of like, you know, I'll read for a good five months and then stop for another five Hibernation. months. Hibernation. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, where's my Kindle? Where's my Kindle? I go open the trunk. Mm -hmm. I find it. It's stuck under a lot of, you know, items of mine, my gym wear, my gym bags and all those good stuff. I'm like, I'm 100% sure it's dead, <laughs> right? I open it up. It has 30% battery left. I'm surprised After it's even alive. After five months, in the heat, in the back of my trunk, right? And I don't remember how what was the charge before that. Mm. But if you can imagine five months being untouched, to have a responsive screen, number one. Number two, nothing is wrong with it. Number three, to, to still have 30% battery life. And on top of all of that, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're telling you that there is a new and improved Kindle that has a bigger screen and better battery life. What are you doing, Amazon? Do you <laughs> never want us to charge your devices? Not just one, but we're talking about three brand new Kindles that are actually coming to the market. All these models are going to be getting a brand new processor, a much larger screen. So if you've... If you tend to hate how small the letters are, how small the font is on your Kindle, and you don't want to basically increase the font and have the pages be a lot more, then you might just like this brand or these brand new Kindles. We're also looking at 10 weeks of battery life, warm light support, and a new USB-C charging unit. So these are actually going to be coming to Amazon very, very soon. So they were announced on Tuesday. I'm hoping that they're going to be available within the next couple of weeks. But the Kindle themselves, when we look at them, they have great features, yet people don't necessarily update their Kindles quite often. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't... Honestly, I've never heard of someone going like, oh, I think I'm going to buy the new Kindle. I feel like you buy one and you just stay with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people are, you know, in the Arab world very fond of Kindles. And, you know, when I I actually know around only one person who has a Kindle. And yeah. I don't, huh? No, I and I don't know them personally. I know them through social media. Mm. So to see, you know, Kindles, you know, expanding and being more and more you know comfortable for use a lot of people don't want to buy a kindle or an e-reader in general because they're like i have to charge my phone i have to charge my laptop and now i have to charge my books but with the kindle that is not the option or that the case because i told you guys for me 14 days at a time i used to charge it and the only reason i would charge it was because i was downloading new books on my kindle and I have to plug it into the computer, thus charging it. Other than that, I don't remember a time where I was like, ah, my Kindle is low battery, I need to charge it. So when it does come to charging, screen, reliability, firmness of a device, Amazon's Kindle hits all boxes with it. So if you are in the market of buying a new e-reader, if, if you're the type of person who likes to read books, mm -hmm. I do recommend a Kindle 100%. Yes. And now since the new one is out and it can be ordered beginning on October 27th. Mm -hmm. So 
save that couple of hundred drums you have by Kindle when it is released on October 27th. Yes, indeed. And I like that they have a new one actually coming up for children. So the three new Kindles, one of them is called the Kindle Paperwhite Signature Edition. So it looks very similar to the previous versions of the Kindle. However, what's nice about it is that it also functions on basically every and any wireless charger that you may just have around for your own phone. You can use it for it and you don't need to worry about that. They also have a new one that is a kids edition. So honestly, it would make a perfect birthday gift. Instead of having to buy your kids lots of storybooks, you can just use this Kindle to read all their stories uh, for them. Let us know which Kindle do you have, if you have one, which version do you have? And also how often do you end up using it? Because that's, I feel like, that's the concern with me whenever I think about buying a Kindle. It's like a lot of people buy them, but they only end up using them whenever they're traveling. Yeah, I mean, I use it whenever, you know, I have that itch to read. I like reading on my Kindle. Uh, books, you know, they, they do have a different feel. But let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Do you like reading on a Kindle or you like the classic way reading a book? I do have a library on my Kindle and on my in, in real life with actual books. So it depends on what kind of book it is. If it's a book I really want to read and get immersed into, I'll get a book, a, a physical book. If it's something for, you know, just, you know, skimming through and something to, you know, to, to grow my mind, I'll have it on the Kindle. But ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today. And we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. But we're not done with shows just yet. We have the halftime show, the only place to be at 3 with the man himself, Omar Duri, kicking off in about 4 minutes at 3 p.m. But we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse. 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95.